0: Hey Jory, are you feeling extreme? Oh, uh, no, I'm all streamed out. There
1: was too many <laughs>
0: rules, Cameron. Yeah, yeah. I ate a bunch of fruit, so I'm feeling pretty extreme.
1: What? What if at extreme rules instead of like the matches having extreme stipulations, it was like there was overzealous refs. <laughs> Yeah. So the Extreme Rules pay per view was uh, fans learning about every
0: like bullshit obscure rule in the book. We've already kind of been doing that with the foot under the rope thing, right? So that would be yeah. pretty fitting. Here's how. Here's how I think you you take your idea for Extreme Rules and like fully implement it in a way that works. Like no doubt, replace WWE refs with NFL refs for just one pay-per-view and you've got yourself w- what you described pretty easily well
1: we got to talk about a pay-per-view that happened that it, we watched
0: yeah it's thursday july 18 2019 and we are post extreme rules post fight for the fallen lots of stuff i watched like 22 hours worth of wrestling in the span of four days and um, I feel pretty good. Do you have anything
1: you want to say about Evolve or Fight for the Fallen before we get into the
0: WWE? Um, Fight for the Fallen was just like if you watched Fighter Fest. That's kind of <laughs> it, it. Was honestly less fun than Fighter Fest. I told you off podcast it was simultaneously better and worse, which. <laughs> I'll still stand by. There's some cool stuff with Brandy Rhodes facing Allie and then like right before the bell rang Awesome Kong's music hit and she came out to be ringside for Brandy Rhodes. The, the, the best part of it was the uh, three-way, four-way tag match for the first round bye in the tag tournament that starts when they hit TNT. Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, The Dark Order, and uh, Jack Evans and Angelico? That was a good match. Luchasaurus is... Um, incredible, a man that big should not be able to do moves. Is the Apollo crew standing uh, moon salt? But he's like six foot seven. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, he did. He did some shit that was. He did some like springboard stuff. I was just like, how is he able to do this?" Um, main event wasn't super great, but yeah, they're headed into all in uh, or all out. Next month, we'll see what goes on for them. Uh, Evolve was way more fun to watch than I thought it would be. the The highlight for me of that was j- just that Shotzi Blackheart is nuts. She dove into like a <laughs> pyramid of chairs. Jesus. Um. Definitely looked like she messed up her face in some way. And then the. Title unification match between Austin Theory, the Evolved Champion, and JD Drake, the WWN Champion, felt really well booked. Like you went into that with some good vignette stuff and a good feel for who both the characters were. Austin Theory's like future of wrestling, um, chosen one type guy, and JD Drake is like, you know, he sacrificed a lot of his life to be a wrestler, and he's sort of like country hometown guy. And no one's going to take his dream away from him. And Austin Theory ended up beating him in a pretty good match that Paul Heyman came out to um, do the intros for. And yelled at a fan. And said... I don't remember, I don't remember what remember said. He said something to the effect of like, you don't know shit, I am Philadelphia or something like that. <laughs> like mm. from the ring. Uh, yeah. And the, the title match, that's I guess not... Uh, canon because they oh. they they then said on the next episode of NXT that Adam Cole was defending his title for the first time which he I, I know NXT is taped weeks in advance but he just had and that feels like a thing that they would know to take into account I'm a couple weeks behind on NXT but yeah the Evolve show was really fun and cool to see these people who I, I just had no idea who they were really. A.R. Fox is... that that man sacrificed his body often, and I don't know if he wants to go up to NXT, but I hope he does, because I think a lot of people would see A.R. Fox wrestle and go, wow, where the hell has he been? <laughs> um, yeah, it was... I, I would say if I had to pick one of the two which one I enjoyed enjoyed more I would say Evolve 131 was more worth watching than Fight for the Fallen ones. Are you are you ready to get extreme now? Are you are you thoroughly prepared to, to get extreme? Oh,
1: I'm I'm uh I'm ready for the most extreme.
0: All right. To start you off uh, into the extreme, the realm of ec- extremity, extremes. Uh, it's... It's what could easily be a main event of Wrestlemania. <laughs> An intercontinental championship match between Finn Balor and Shinsuke Nakamura. Why it's on the pre-show, neither of us could figure out. But, there it is. It was a good match for how long it was. <laughs> yeah, not... Not a whole lot, uh, happened. It was maybe, like, six minutes long or something... If if that, um...
1: <laughs> I'm going to see how long it was actually, Extreme
0: Rules. It was 7 minutes and 40 seconds. That's very short for an Intercontinental title match, but... And for both of these men? <laughs> yeah, but I guess... So, like, I, I guess I'll spoil the ending of the match here, Nakamura takes the IC title off of Balor. After, like, three Kinshasas? Yeah, one outside the ring, one inside the ring, and then another inside the ring or something. Uh, But Finn Balor is going to be taking a hiatus. Yeah, I saw that. So probably sometime after SummerSlam he might have a SummerSlam match which would make sense based on what happened on Tuesday on SmackDown. He's going to have a SummerSlam match and then he's Oh no, that happened uh, Yeah, it happened t- it happened Tuesday. Um he's he's going to be leaving for a while, for a couple months and that, you know, what they set him up for makes sense like you're not going to have the belt anymore and you're going to also do this thing at SummerSlam and then you can go take your vacation. Uh it's a bummer because he did not have a good run with the title. Who who did he defend it against and beat um at uh Blood Money he
1: defended it against uh Andrade. That's that's it. I think that's
0: about it maybe one or two matches on Smackdown
1: yeah he didn't show up much on TV after
0: he won yeah (laughs) for whatever reason yeah, maybe it's him just going like hey I'm not really like feeling this and moving more into the vacation mindset of like I should take a break but he also did get fucked up at Money in the Bank (laughs) true yeah so Nakamura's Intercontinental Champion that's pretty cool It was a match that I think, like, yeah, this could have had a bigger stage, but it probably was fine where it was. They had some bigger plans for, like, the main card matches. So those staying there and this not getting moved on to the main card makes sense, but still a little weird.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They just kind of threw it in there.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I don't even think it was on the... Was it on the card when we previewed the card at all? Nope. Mm -mm. Yeah, so it just was sort of like a... Probably night before thing of like, hey, let's do this. Yeah. Well, we have Shinsuke Nakamura Intercontinental Champion now.
1: I missed the other pre-show match, so...
0: Uh... It wasn't a great Cruiserweight match because Gulak (laughs) doesn't... It's not Gulak's fault at all hmm. uh, he did wrestle the night before oh he did he did mess wrestle Matt riddle and came out in his old uh, evolve gimmick uh, catch point which is oh like nice. a, yeah it's like a it's like a wrestling terminology thing and a bunch of guys come out and they like they're they're in like the sort of like boxing robe thing that he, that he wears and then yeah, it was it was it was pretty it was pretty good. And this match was it was fine. I didn't expect Tony needs to be Drew Gulak cuz like why would he really Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how many promos Drew Gulak is cutting on 205 Live right now cuz I haven't watched 205 Live in a couple weeks. Since Cedric Alexander, Buddy Murphy and Mustafa or Ali almost slipped there almost said the right thing. <laughs> um, he's definitely the top guy. So the main card opened with Grandpa's first because you got to get back to the nursing home.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was amazed that uh they started off with the Graveyard Dogs. Did you see they're selling shirts that said that?
0: No, that's
1: not great. <laughs> and uh Versus Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre.
0: (laughs) Yeah. When they said that was going first, I was like, wow.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That's a wild pick to start off
0: with. Yeah. Yeah. You'd think that'd be the main event, but it's smart to do it first because then everyone's not drunk and tired by the time you get to it.
1: Yeah. So Roman Reigns doesn't have to put up with that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. For no reason. Just... Hey, I remember just hammered. I also remembered that guy was annoying a couple years ago. <laughs> Boo! Uh. What do you have to say about this match? Uh. There was a really good shot and some good, like, camera work towards the end. Like, right at the very end. <laughs> um. Like I said, I think it was positioned well, because, like. It's probably as good as it could have been. But if you do this four hours later... <laughs> nobody cares. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Completely. <laughs> yeah. I think it was Shane was chokeslammed by Taker. Taker did the eye roll back and throat slash. And then you can see... it's sort of zoomed in. And then you can see McIntyre pop up behind him yeah. and do the... Come on. Come on. I'm going to claymore you. And then when Taker turns around... McIntyre goes in for the claymore But gets fucking speared by Roman That was That was honestly one of the highlights of the show That was incredible
1: That was so good What I was hoping for the spear to uh,
0: happen at Was um
1: When Shane was setting up for the Coast to oh, coast I was hoping spear him out of the Roman air. would spear him out of the air Hell yeah Roman has done that before <laughs> That's scary as hell When did he do that? was that like a survivor series i saw it in a cultaholic video and uh one just the timing was off just a little bit and it knocked shane the fuck out when he hit the hit the mat
0: no that's (laughs) i gotta see that (laughs) fuck that's fucked up (laughs) yeah
1: Yeah, <laughs> that that ending sequence is so good. But <laughs> Roman spearing Drew out of the way so he couldn't get the claymore, and then uh, tombstoning uh, <laughs> Shane and winning, which you called that ending.
0: <laughs> it was good, but uh, I, I like the uh, I like the next and hopefully final potential matchup for Shane, but this was for, when I look at this just. Objectively, it kind of sucks for Drew McIntyre.
1: Yeah, like, I don't... Like I said, when talking about this, that, um... I don't like how he's just, uh, Shane Shane McMahon's kiss-ass.
0: Yeah, you... You would think you'd pick someone else for that job, opposed to Drew McIntyre? But I, they want to keep him on TV, I think. They want to he-
1: <laughs> have him be in
0: the public eye yeah and i mean you you know that's how wrestling works sometimes you do you you do things you put people over that's just the nature of the job yeah but when when i think about it it's like what bobby lashley probably would have worked better as shane mcmahon's kiss ass (laughs) and that would have made this match maybe not more interesting but like i wouldn't feel so because like bobby lashley's older like he's He's fine with losing to Taker and Roman. Drew McIntyre should be not main eventing, but somewhere else. But that's that's just the nature of booking when you have a million good wrestlers. Like yeah. Some people are just going to have to do shit that it doesn't exactly make sense for their career trajectory at that time.
1: After SummerSlam, hopefully we can see him uh, do something. He did have the tag titles. Remember that?
0: Yeah. Yeah. With uh, Dolph Ziggler. Mm -hmm. That feels like a lifetime ago, honestly. (laughs) That was this year? Last year. That was in the fall. Oh. Because of the shield. Oh, yeah. Okay. Wow. Alright. That was a lot longer ago than I thought. Definitely followed it up with a... Hey, it's okay if you are too hyped about the last match and need to go do something and walk around because this match is going to be fine, but uh it's it's okay to miss it This wasn't bad but it definitely like the the way the crowd received it was just sort of like well I just saw fucking Undertaker so (laughs) I
1: I feel like um a lot of the matches on this card just kind of ended this is one of them this is this is definitely one of them where uh it's the Revival defending their raw tag team titles against the soon-to-be seven-time tag champions, the Usos, or so they think. And it's a fine bout because the Revival and the Usos are good at tag team wrestling, but uh, they, it doesn't go on for very long?
0: Yeah, when it feels like it's picking up steam is when it ends. yeah. We're, yeah.
1: this this pay for you also felt like we
0: had uh, a bloated card for the first time in a while yeah it felt like half of these matches didn't well, well I want to say half let me look at some of these I think there were out of the 12 matches probably like 6 of them were worth a shit I would say like like not like not, like, good versus bad, but, like, some of these were just, like... Yeah, you want to f- you want to see tag action? You guys complain you don't see the Raw Tag Team champ. There they are, you know? This this match uh, was one of them. It definitely yeah. feel- felt like part of the bloat. Usos versus The Revival. What's the verdict? How do you feel about this? Oh, uh, we're going to see it again at SummerSlam, I'm sure. Yeah, okay. I, I agree. Uh... Revival win with the Shatter Machine uh, And then we uh, move on To a debut Yeah <laughs> Finally
1: Someone answered Alistair Black's call For someone to fight him
0: And who was it? It was Cesaro Damn When you sim in universe mode And you're pleasantly surprised <laughs> it
1: was uh we were like, huh, these guys are probably gonna put on a good match.
0: And do you know what they did? Put on a good match that I felt like I blinked and it ended. It was a little quick,
1: yes. Um uh, <laughs> uh, these guys should be given like a whole like NXT length match to mm-hmm. to go. Mm-hmm. Uh <laughs> twenty five minutes. Cesaro is probably the only person I could <laughs> I can expect to be able to keep up with Alistair Black, and Alistair Black is one of the few people I think of his size who could match Cesaro. Yeah, because you could put Cesaro in a match with like cruiserweights or something, but Cesaro's fucking huge.
0: He's like six three.
1: <laughs> yeah, so it wouldn't be the same. Yeah, especially like his uh. Or was that on Tuesday night when he did, like, the springboard European That apricot? That
0: was here. That was the pay-per-view.
1: Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was wild. Yeah. It's like, Cesaro just does things so effortlessly. He is the Swiss cyborg, the Swedish Superman. <laughs> yeah.
0: he. It's one of those things where, like, you watch him and you go, and he's doing his normal, like, set of moves, and you're like, God damn, he's so good. And then he'll, like, add something in there. And you're like, what the, where the fuck did that come from? <laughs> like, it's like a, a, in the move list you never checked because Tekken has too long of a move list. And you get to the bottom and you're like, there it is. Yeah, I see where Cesaro got that from. Goddamn. It, it's like you,
1: you're lording a character in a fighting game. And you're like, I just don't get it. And then at the very bottom move list, it's it's the motion to change stances. And you're like, oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: God, that happens so much in Dead or Alive how do i turn her around how this combo doesn't make sense and you get to the end of the command list training thing and it's like oh with diagonal left and and uh why okay thank you wish you would told me this before i'd all these moves yeah um very i i want to say like a mix of technical and like fast-paced NXT wrestling. I liked the frustration, like, uppercut spam from Cesaro towards the
1: end. Uh, I was I was a little concerned when Cesaro put him into the
0: uh, sharpshooter. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Alistair uh, does not seem like the guy to tap out, but the sharpshooter is, like, the most protected submission ever. <laughs> it's like sharpshooter crossface and walls of Jericho. <laughs> Which Cesaro also used a crossface in this match, didn't he? Or am I imagining? Yeah, he,
1: he he shifted from the sharpshooter into a crossface. <laughs> okay, <laughs> he's, he's trying to kill man. this man. Yeah, he is the man. <laughs> and uh, th- this is where it kind of works for it to just end out of nowhere because that's just that's how Aleister Black's Black Mass works. Mm-hmm. Is Cesaro's just standing there and he just gets smacked with
0: that foot and he's just down. He's out. I'm excited for <laughs> main roster WWE universe I'm using the good buzzwords to um, become familiarized with the Black Mass because they didn't really react the way I am accustomed to Black Mass getting the, getting the reaction of 'Cause like the black mass is usually like, Oh, you see it, everyone is jumping up and down and streaming yeah. and counting along. They saw it and they were just like, Oh, okay. It's a spin kick. Yeah. And and then you got the win and they were like so there were some people like going like, What? in the crowd? And it's like, Yeah, that's a that's his finisher. It's a roundhouse. It's a big <laughs> fatty roundhouse. Uh but yeah. is it was a good match. Impossible to dislike either of these guys. And we're going to talk about it again when we talk about SmackDown. Because guess what? It happened again 48 hours later. It happened again? Wrestling keeps happening!
1: And then it kept on happening into another match. Another match that I... uh... It didn't accomplish anything it put me to sleep is what it accomplished I didn't really set up anything beyond um solidifying a reign that shouldn't need to be solidified
0: yeah the thing that's weird about the Bailey Alexa bliss rivalry is that they're they're doing this to make Bailey look strong right that's what you do with a championship run the yeah. champion beats a bunch of people and then you go well that makes sense that they won the championship in case you had doubts about them winning it in the first place and then they're serious and then you can move them on to big opponents like charlotte flair or, or you know uh whoever else uh let's say maybe for kofi it's dame brian again or roman reigns for some weird you know you position them where a match against other people at the top of the card makes sense the, yeah. the thing that's weird about this is that the women's division had been so poorly booked in the last year because of one one person. I don't want to say it was entirely poorly booked, but there was it was rotating around three people in what they were doing, and everyone else was just kinda of fodder for it until the, the the women's tag titles showed up. Um Yeah, so it was so it was so poorly done that like you don't have people that Bailey can just beat to work up to. And then she had to face... So as a result, she had to face Alexa Bliss, who's a top-of-the-card woman, right? Yeah. So that's that just... Off the bat, kind of doesn't make sense to me. And then also in kayfabe, like, Alexa Bliss has wins. But, like, it, I guess in my personal kayfabe, Alexa Bliss is very, like weak and cowardly so bailey yeah. managing to beat alexa B- bliss and a friend is kind of like well yeah of course you know like the 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 rock could beat road dog and billy gunn like no shit <laughs> yeah that's not that makes sense yeah so that's 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 why and also like the the alexa bliss overpush for me i'm I think I've been making that known to you every time she's on screen. You get a fucking message from me, probably, but I am. <laughs> I'm pretty done with it, and it just.
1: I think it's done, too. I. God, I hope. God, I hope. Because it's just. Ba- yeah, Bailey pretty handily beat both of them. And it didn't really, like. There wasn't any sort of uh like strain on Alexa and Nikki so and like I was just hoping it would be boss time I was just desperately mm-hmm. hoping for it to be boss time but Don't it wasn't you. boss time at the end <laughs> so it's like what, what where do we go from here they have they where we did go from here is great but as if if we're going off of end of extreme rules next season starts soon i'm not feeling hot on it because it's like bailey just beat them but it, it's i don't it's not an impressive feat it's impressive in like a meta way <laughs> she beat two people at once not even she she got to go
0: over Alexa Bliss like that's impressive. Oh, oh yeah, abs- absolutely. Yeah. That's that's shocking. I could not but believe the- that she won as easily as she did in a handicap match and a, a handicap match that included Alexa Bliss on the other side. Like that's that's nuts. For uh, Bliss and Cross though, I think they're probably going to head to the women's tag division. Oh yeah, that's back. Back TM, sorta TM. <laughs> uh,
1: they're being remembered.
0: Yeah, they. There's a lot of I think natural women's tag teams. You know the Iconics, um, uh, Fire and Desire. Excellent name. Uh, Kabuki Warriors because you know they're both Japanese, so that means they're at least they're actually friends. Yeah, yeah. I heard. I I, I don't. I didn't hear. I read recently. Uh, someone was saying they should add Io to this when she gets called up and have like a, like a a mean girl heel stable. And someone was like, dude, they can't do that. Io and Oscar hate each other in real life and have gotten into like fist fights. And I couldn't really find anything I didn't look super hard but I couldn't really find anything on whether or not that's true
1: that's that's definitely not true because they were like I remember them talking about watching a spooky movie and they like posted a picture together and
0: this was in like the last couple months right
1: yeah like when they're all employed by WWE
0: yeah so probably in the last like six months this happened yeah I feel like I remember like that too something like that too so I was I read that and I was like do they really hate each other like Maybe maybe Io and and Asuka got in a fight in like two thousand eleven or something like that. And yeah, they've worked the shit out, and this guy in his mind was like, "No, dude, I remember when they fought eight years ago, dude." Or maybe yeah. this has become now a TMZ wrestling gossip podcast. Maisie, maybe uh Kyrie holds the the friendship between the three of them together. Maybe the only thing stopping Oscar and Neo from fighting is Kyrie's presence. <laughs> Which hey, if you wanna have a shoot wrestling match between Shirai and and Oscar, be my guest. That's
1: fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, if there if there was anything, it's probably just like a disagreement happened, and because it's fucking wrestling, people don't know how to oh, like oh yeah act normal and like, to hate each other. Oh yeah. Wrestling or they journals. just got worked by a real wrestling angle by like a, sh- uh, a wrestling angle
0: them yelling at each other in a shimmer ring or something
1: dude see they hate each other
0: they're fucking wrestling <laughs> what do you expect
1: last man standing Braun Strowman versus Bobby Lashley the Dominator
0: I only saw like half this match I had to go do something
1: <laughs> well
0: I saw the good bits it bit. was
1: it wasn't nearly as exciting as our WrestleMania Last Man Standing match. Yeah, I totally
0: could see, like... It was probably, like, produced and booked in the same way. Probably had some of the same people, like, producing it. But... The Miz and Shane McMahon is probably a little more interesting than just... Big-ass guy versus big-ass guy number two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think you've ruined this for me because, like, whenever I see it happening, I can hear you going, like, if they actually did that, it would be interesting to watch because I want to know who's stronger, and I'm like, fuck, I really want to know who's stronger between the two of them. <laughs> like, one of them's just fucking big, and the other one's like, he made himself really big. <laughs> <laughs> one's a workout big, and one's big big. Yeah, like, natural from birth big. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I came in about when they were going into the crowd. I think they were already in the crowd when I showed up. Yeah, that's when that's it started matter. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: I, I think the highlight for me mm-hmm. was uh, Lashley taking down Strowman when he's doing his shoulder tackle thing. Yeah, yeah, like
0: spearing uh, him while he's doing that is great. Yeah, I, I liked. Um, didn't didn't Lashley completely hurdle uh, a barricade to avoid Strowman in this match? Yep. He's unbelievably athletic. Like... I think if you just put him in a program with another, like, good wrestler that wasn't just like, they're hosses, they're big, you'd get something probably pretty good. Like, Lashley doesn't seem like you're ever gonna get, like, real... real, um... I don't want to say quality, but real, like, excellent story angles and stuff. His mic work is fine, you know? If you just put him in, like, a good-ass wrestling match for, like, 15, 20 minutes, he'd probably be fucking great. Put him up against Cesaro. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Someone else who's, like, similarly gifted, I would say, in terms of athleticism, but also as big as hell height wise obviously no one's bobby lashley big that's just not possible (laughs) the rock probably is the only other person someone who has as many veins ready to explode out cena uh yeah so how many of those people okay the specific spot where lashley throws a fan into stroman do you remember this yeah, that's definitely a plant. Yeah, that whole like row were plants because they were all just people wearing like normal shirts, and then over the normal shirt was like a Rusev Day shirt or some shit, just whatever yeah. shirt they had
1: in the back. Yeah, they just threw them some
0: merch to put to put on. Yeah, that was I. It's kind of hammy, but I really liked Lashley throwing the fan <laughs> at the guy at, or at Strowman. That's that's super cool. Yeah. Cause, Cause, at that point that solidifies like they're, they're just big kaiju fucking wrecking everything around.
1: <laughs> but uh, of course, La- uh, Lashley didn't win. Yeah, he got
0: power slammed through one of those big contraptions with the big foam blocks in them.
1: He got power slammed through a structure that's made to take falls through because it looks scary. Yeah. <laughs>
0: and then as the count was happening because this was the last man standing match um, he broke out of that structure while Lashley was laying in it yeah um, I think it, I think it was pretty good from what I saw there doesn't need to be like storytelling depth to this because it is just straight up like put these big dudes in a ring and make them fight each other <laughs> <laughs> Make them throw each other through guardrails and throw people at each other and break tables. Um, that was the other's crazy spot as they were up on like the sound mixing area. Oh no! It was it was the it was the um, foreign announce tables and. Strowman threw Lashley over one of those, and he, like, hit some of the, like... Oh, he like,
1: definitely took someone out. I think yeah, it, he, uh, That was, was Russian like the Mandarin guy? or the Russian table. Yeah,
0: because it, it was right at the end where the Mandarin and Russian table were, and there was an announcer that took some time to get up. Yeah. I would like to hear that audio. I would like to hear that. I wonder if that was just sort of like a... All right, we're gonna do this, and they know, and they just sort of forgot, or it was just like a... Let's, let's do, the like, you know... They maybe talked a little bit before the match, like I'm gonna throw you over those those tables. Those announced tables deserve some love too, and they just they just didn't know because Bobby Lashley crushed two people. <laughs> that was probably my <laughs> yeah. favorite spot of the night, because like or of the match, because that's just like if if it's if they weren't told that's messed up. Like you should tell your people when there's bodies flying their way, but also like it does, it puts on display the like these two big monsters have reckless abandon for those around them you know like i i think that's kind of good like i said it doesn't need to be pretty it doesn't need to be deep just needs to be big and brutal yeah <laughs> it was it was pretty cool where do these two guys go from here um i don't know uh yeah i have no idea <laughs> Ron Strowman goes to SummerSlam for sure. Bobby Lashley probably finds some sort of opponent to do something. All right, a not bloat match, triple threat match for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. New Day look to make it seven-time champions. Yeah, uh, there's Heavy there's Machinery. Six. So they were on five looking for six, or they were on six looking for yeah, seven? they were on
1: five looking for six. Okay, okay.
0: Um, but they won uh fifth,
1: fifth time because the, one of the Bludgeon Brothers was hurt. Oh, yeah, I remember King, that. That was really cool. There's the King Booker uh, coronation. Yeah, the next week. And then they lost him because of the big show. Oh, yeah. That's why you forgot, because they lost him, because of the big show.
0: Well, it's Walking <laughs> Ambien! Uh against the champions, plans tag team, Rowan and Daniel Bryan, the odd couple. Um What'd you think of this tag team display? All these guys are good.
1: Yeah. Yeah they are. There there's a lot of close falls too. Like, a, a pretty, uh... This match wasn't very long, either. Like I said, a lot of these matches weren't long.
0: Uh, I'm realizing that's because there's one match at the end of the night that was, like, 35 minutes long.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's like, they, they had the, like... Pointed-up matches that felt long. Like, the opening match, the last man standing
0: match, and then... <laughs> the main event <laughs> yeah everything else was maybe like 10 minutes at the most
1: yeah around there <laughs> where in, in in this match uh I think I think I, I, I I've i said it before but I I re- really like Tower of Dooms Doom spots those yeah. are always fun those- especially if you have Big E as an anchor I mean no one's making out it out of that if you mm- got Big E nope <laughs> I, I'm i wondering where we're going to see heavy machinery go from here. Because heavy machinery is, I think, pretty well over with the crowds.
0: And it would be uh, a waste to just have them sit backstage and do nothing now. Yeah, definitely.
1: <laughs> it wouldn't be surprising either. But <laughs> something that's... Uh, I think we got to see a lot with this, is uh, how o- Otis is definitely the heavy heavy man, big man of the group, even though they're both big boys, that Tucker can move. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what's, what's with all the like n- new, newer guys that are just, they're so big, but they're able to move so fast? <laughs> why, why did WWE keep that from us for so long? Big guys who can move fast.
0: I think it's a new wave and I'm gonna I'm gonna apply some knowledge based off of another wrestler here Mm. Killian Dane started wrestling and he was small Mm. like he was not a fat man when he started wrestling he was a tall bigger guy but he wasn't he wasn't big you know he wasn't fat yeah he didn't have the mass and then he he gained it so that's one of those things I'm wondering about um, heavy machine, not Heavy Machinery The Viking Raiders I don't know I don't remember their previous names and I don't know Their current names, each of them Ivar and Eric, that's it <laughs> I don't know which one is Not Sarah Logan's husband But him <laughs> Ro-, Ro Is what he was called in NXT, there you go I think I worked my yeah. way to it that's some at fucking athleticism, right? Like, springboard stuff and cartwheels and running between people in the turnbuckles. He had to have started wrestling before. Because, like, if you're just, like, really big... Like, like Otis is really big. He he doesn't do cartwheels and stuff. He, he was always really big, right? Like, yeah. So I, I definitely feel like you have to acquire those skills and then put on the mass. Which is, like... That's definitely what Luke Harper did. When yeah. he's... What was he called in CCw Brody Lee? Yeah, I think like, was, his name was a
1: callback to Bruiser Brody.
0: Yeah, he's he's pretty thin. He's still obviously tall as hell, but he's not yeah chubby at all. So that's and I mean we know how he can move. So I think that's the, that's a the secret. You learn the moveset, set, then you then you then you bulk. And I I don't think anybody tried that in wrestling until now. <laughs> I think there's just <laughs> something that kind of happened.
1: <laughs> back to this match. Oh, yeah. Uh, Big E and Xavier Woods uh, did the up, up, down, down, which they've just stopped doing on commentary. He's back to calling it the midnight hour. And Bummer. on Daniel Bryan, who tried to do a moonsault. And if Daniel Bryan did that, I'd probably scream, because that'd be terrifying. Yeah.
0: So what if he What if he Lesnar's it? <laughs> you you would think like oh damn brian can't possibly lesnar it but lesnar probably got up there and despite how afraid he was was like i'm not gonna mess this up right like I'm, i got this
1: it's <laughs> that's what i i i hope um whenever i see that footage i always notice like just how shaky his legs are up on those yeah <laughs> i did tell you the
0: thing about how he just did not want to do that right yeah cause he's like I've not done this in a long time yeah I haven't done this in like 5-6 years and I, I don't he practiced it like twice before the show or something was like okay I think I got it and then after wrestling like 18 minutes or whatever he probably got up there and was like oh fuck I'm still afraid of this shit and then the worst possible outcome happened it's so, yeah I'd like to see Brock do a moonsault now. (laughs) I think that would practice it for like a year and then do it at WrestleMania. Yeah, so New Day, six-time tag champions. And as far as we are in the show, New Day are dripping in gold. Everyone's got a belt. So that's pretty cool. Everyone in the stable's got a belt. Something I've been wanting to see for a while. United States Championship match, anyone? Do you like the club? You like superheroes?
1: Uh yeah, I sure do love Ricochet. I love I love the upstanding citizen who stands up to the bully the old man bullies <laughs> who are like, We wrestled in Japan and then I go, Japan's not even a real country
0: <laughs> Like who who cares about Japan? <laughs> i wrestled in japan yeah i wrestled on the moon who cares (laughs) oh shit oh man i'm i'm gonna keep that in the
1: back of my brain for uh (laughs) if i ever get to cut promos on some big name japanese guy me in the main event of wrestling leading up to the main event of wrestlemania versus kenny omega You you know, I was a big deal in Japan before I came here. I'm a big deal on the moon. Same thing.
0: (laughs) 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 It's not even real. Shut up. So, AJ Styles uh, challenging Ricochet for the United States title, accompanied by his good brothers, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. Hashtag hot Asian wife. Every time I remember that hashtag hot Asian wife is a thing, I get a little... (laughs) My life shortens a little bit. I don't even think the match had started before the Good Brothers just started beating the shit out of Ricochet. I I wish this was a little bit earlier in the night. Yeah, yeah.
1: I can get the placement being later because you want to watch Rick, They want to keep you watching for Ricochet and AJ Styles. Uh, I think this could have benefited from an earlier crowd.
0: Um. They should have done this like third. Yeah. Yeah.
1: They should have, uh, here's something they should have done to the card. Taken out that last man standing match and, uh, yeah. filled that time with this match
0: and the intercontinental title match. Yeah. Yeah. Or keep the last man standing match in, make it go by faster, and then take out the Raw title match if it's not actually going to do anything. <laughs> but regardless, <the> United <laughs> States Championship match. I mean, like, this is sort of... I don't want to say dream match stuff, because people don't know who Ricochet is, really. But, like, Ricochet is great, and so is AJ Styles. So it's hard for me to not be excited. How how do you feel about Ricochet's babyface run right now against the club? Against the big bad men who were big in Japan? Uh...
1: I I think it's fine. Uh, He's smaller and they're all bigger than him. I think that's kind of like something they're trying to, like, secretly push onto us. Um, I think having him go against some more established wrestling guys is is good because he gets to put on good matches. And that's really what's important, right, is the matches? Yeah. Um, Even though I will will be the number one advocate for – storytelling and everything mm-hmm. uh, you should care about and the and the care about this really is that we want to see the good guy Ricochet uh, win the title we want to see him keep the title yeah. we want to see him prosper y- you don't want to see the bad guys don't want to see the bad guys win I want to see the bad guys do stuff because I like seeing AJ Styles be a bad guy it's great But uh, it, it seems pretty cut and dry. It, it, Ricochet is just like, good match. And AJ and the club are like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ricochet is just trying to live his life. And the club is just like, I don't like him because he's new. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 And they, they kind of have – it works too because Ricochet, he's already won the U.S. title – And look at what uh, Gallows and Anderson have done in the last year. They've been on SmackDown like four or five times in losing efforts each time.
0: Yeah, close to winning sometimes,
1: but... Yeah, Uh, they haven't gotten to do anything that looks cool until this. AJ Styles. AJ Styles was the face that that ran the house that he built SmackDown Live for a whole
0: year that thing that's never made sense to me i get it's his catchphrase but like it worked in tna because he did build tna sort of but did he build smackdown live that's that's something where he's saying that sometime and then you hear like he's 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 in the middle of doing that and it's like lead up to wrestlemania and then you hear if you smell and he comes like oh you built this and like yeah. AG Styles versus The Rock is a stupid match I realize, but like I I'd, I'd fucking sit and watch it. I don't care. Like that's kind of cool. But yeah, yeah, you're you're you you are right about about this being pretty pretty clear-cut and dry as what it should be. I think a lot of the like hill they like to have the the faces climb is like You did good. Now you get beat down. Can you do good again? Yeah.
1: I think this whole match is setting up just for uh, something bigger. It's not going to stop. Yeah, it's a good good series to continue to do. Yeah, this is a series that I think should keep going on for
0: a little bit. Yeah. Since Styles did take the United States title off of Ricochet... I think we'll see a rematch at SummerSlam. Yeah. And they'll put on an even
1: better match because this one was good. They yeah. can do better. <laughs> yeah. Because, uh, <laughs> Ricochet won. Not won. Ricochet was going to win until, uh, <laughs> Gallows and Anderson interfered to, uh, uh, distract Ricochet and then AJ Styles uh, got a Styles Clash from the middle rope and murdered Ricochet to take his, his third European. US title. I'm sure there's someone out there screaming he was a WWE champion now he's just the US champion.
0: US title's pretty good. Like it, to me, it doesn't really matter what belt it is, as long as the story being told is good. the 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 matches in the story make the belt, not the other way around. There are there are yeah, definitely exactly. times when it's like this is this is a good story for the biggest title, right? Like that's that that adds to the gravity of the situation and makes it yeah. a little like with the Kofi stuff, like that. If it was all for the you know Intercontinental title or something, I wouldn't have been as like. Oh my god. But there's, you know, obviously there's different implications with that because of who Kofi Kingston is. But, um, it doesn't it doesn't always have to be that way. The, the the tag team belts would be better if they were, um, I think there's a good, pretty good case for that right now. Like, one set of tag team titles is meaningless and the other one's significantly better, but still not great because the matches and the the promos around them and for them are just existent and better so you don't always have to you don't always have to have the top prize to do well yeah exactly
1: remember uh, when Johnny Gargano and Alistair not Alistair in uh Champa were the main events of multiple pay-per-views without anything really on the line there's
0: no belt there yeah exactly <laughs> that's a better point it's like it doesn't even have to be for a belt and it's good. and right, it can be good, so...
1: And then they throw in a batch that I was like, huh, right before this match happens. Like, there's only two more matches, right? Yeah. And then they bring Kevin Owens and Dolph Ziggler to the
0: ring. <laughs> and... Wow. <laughs> what a match.
1: <laughs> Where... Uh, <laughs> Kevin Owens hit Dolph Ziggler with a stunner and won and then cut another promo talking about uh, shitty things going on in the company and uh, this comment unless the goal is to bury Ziggler it wasn't at all if you think Ziggler's had plenty of title prestige what this is is Kevin Owens is shutting up someone who just keeps whining about it being himself and yeah. then he brings up the point that there's so many other people you shouldn't be making it about yourself. Ke- okay. Kevin Owens definitely is the voice of the people, and he is—he's uh, our new Stone Cold. And I think they're going to let him just go all out with this, which is great. <laughs> and I am—I'm very excited to see
0: more of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I, it definitely was a, like, we're running out of time thing, because they're not trying to, intentionally trying to bury Dolph, I don't think, there's no reason to do that. He's definitely not there as, like, I'm gonna be a top guy, but I don't think it was as bad as some thought. (laughs) And also then we got to our main events, uh, yeah, yeah. WWE Championship match between Kofi Kingston and Samoa Joe, which. Uh, again. was Like we've been saying. Story of the pay per view. Everything feels kind of short. This felt at most 10 minutes. I don't know how much of that yeah. was trying to save time. Or was like. It had to have been time constraints.
1: Because this is not a match that should be that short.
0: Definitely think. not. But it also includes Samoa Joe, who I know I. I'm always like, how is he able to go on, for for such long periods of time wrestling? Like it's it's crazy. But um, also every match season is usually pr- pretty short. I have never seen him. Yeah. In him, so it's like it, it, I think it just worked out that way where it was like the match was going to be short no matter what, and also he didn't have to wrestle too long. So.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's. It just it feels weird how short it is. Just uh, he I I do think they they use the time efficiently at least just to sell certain points like uh he's mad about Kofi flipping him off so he kept like uh, I was just thinking he he channeled his Pete Dunne to torture his fingers. Oh yeah, yeah, he did. <laughs> uh <laughs> Kofi did it again. <laughs> which was good. We didn't get to see it this time, but we know he did it. He, Kofi got to counter out of a Coquina clutch, but uh, it it just kind of ended when Kofi just hit the Trouble in Paradise. At yeah. The one. Yeah. And then got to celebrate, and then I'm like, and then it cuts to the commercials that they do on
0: pay per views, and I was like, okay, thank God. <laughs> Yeah. so Kofi escaped with his title I don't want to say escape. he escaped Brock Lesnar but otherwise he handily beat Samojo <laughs> everyone in the New Day has gold let's go yep. to our main event Extreme Rules Mixed Tag Team Match for the Universal and Raw Women's Titles Winner Takes All Becky Lynch Seth Rollins Baron Corbin, Lacey Evans if Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans lose, they cannot challenge again. All I gotta say is those that chair must have been slippery, huh? <laughs> no, for real though, it was, it was pretty solid, and they did some stuff in here that I did not expect them to do at all. I was I was amazed at at how much they
1: they actually did weapon spots. Yeah. I didn't think they they'd do that because they wouldn't want to tease. Oh no, what if Baron Corbin smacks Becky with a kendo stick? Oh no, what if Seth Rollins smacks Lacey Evans with a chair? Uh, there was what was the double spot from Corbin and
0: yeah, it was the uh. I think both teams did double kendo stick spots.
1: Yeah. The only thing that stands out from this match for me now, because I was cheering and then confusing my mom, is right at the end <laughs> when Baron Corbin did End of Days to Becky Lynch.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And my I mom definitely confused some people too. Why I was cheering. Yeah. I absolutely confused some people. Everyone was looking at me like, I thought you wanted them to win. And I was like, well, a man just used his finisher on a woman, so we're getting closer to the best possible timeline of inter- intergender wrestling. <laughs> the best possible timeline, which is. Charlotte Flair versus Roman Reigns. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: I think if we can get Charlotte Flair versus Roman Reigns to main event Of WrestleMania, that's the series finale of WWE. That's it. There's nothing else you can do after that. Uh <laughs> where uh Oh, wait, sorry, I forgot about Kyrie Sane versus Brock Lesnar, because that, <laughs> that's, I don't know why that is a big meme, but it's good. What what
1: I want from Kyrie Sane versus
0: Brock Lesnar is she hits him with the
1: insane elbow, and he does the, the funny bork face that he did when he had Finn Balor locked in the Kimura, but yeah. he's doing it out of pain and not out of, like... Straining.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's. <laughs> I like all the Have you seen the photoshop of Sane Spearing Lesnar and it's like perfect It's like a perfect <laughs> photoshop He's like he. It, they took a, a spear photo from when he got Speared by Roman and perfectly Photoshopped Sane in there And it's like in a cage In front of like a Wrestlemania crowd And like everyone's standing up and cheering In the back It's really funny <laughs> Yeah yeah,
1: like, <laughs> at the end of days. This is this is where I don't like it. This is nitpicky. Some people would be like, "You, you're being sensitive or whatever."s I don't like the the outcome of end of days to Becky Lynch of being uh, that Seth Rollins has to defend the woman. Yeah, that
0: that was definitely it's, where I sort of was like, uh,
1: "It's like that's something that." is sold mostly on commentary, and that's what they did. Um, let's take, like, like an example we could use is, like, the cutest tag team in the world or whatever, the Joey Ryan and Candice LeRae. Yeah. I feel like Candice LeRae, I, I could just ask my friend who has wrestled them. Um, <laughs> like, if if Candice takes a spot, Joey Ryan doesn't go, oh, I have to protect her because yeah. she's the lady. It's – the. You could just tell it as, "Oh, my partner, who is someone I care about, is just got attacked." But it's the climate of WWE and how they frame things, which I, yeah, I get. Women's it. Revolution. I, I I definitely I <laughs> yeah I definitely get like why they they have it that way, but I wish it wasn't. And Ye- uh, yeah, Seth Rollins gave a bunch of stomps to. Baron Corbin and then won, so they got to keep their belts.
0: That's it, and the show ended. <laughs> of course, it didn't.
2: <laughs>
0: I feel really bad because I, I occasionally watch like SmackDown and Raw from like two thousand two, two thousand one, because I like reliving being nine years old. <laughs> And anytime Brock Lesnar is on screen, I'm like, "Fuck yeah, he's cool." Volume and Brock Lesnar are cool. And when I see them now in 2019, I'm just like, "Not cool. Really fucking lame." Actually, it's like I'm convinced people just like things happening. They just like cashins. Like, yeah, I, I saw a lot of people on Twitter going like. Yeah, this is the, definitely the reaction of people who feel like Brock Lesnar's ruining the company. It's like they're they're just hammered and like the idea of a cash in right now. Like they would <laughs> be reacting this way if it was fucking uh, Titus O'Neil with the fucking briefcase. <laughs> like they, they don't <laughs> uh, do you know care. Oh, know what would happen
1: if t- if Titus O'Neill came out to cash in. He would have the briefcase dangling from his hand as he does the ooh ooh yeah. thing, and the entire fucking. Or oh, man! would be doing it Oh, with- man. <laughs> now I want <laughs> to do, tie this
0: cash in.
1: <laughs> you would do that, and everyone, and co- you'd probably get, like... It'd probably be Byron Saxton. We'd get to hear on commentary him doing it, too. <laughs> Hell, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> that, that'd that be great. But, yeah, people are just excited by a thing happening.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's just how wrestling goes. Like... It's late in the night. He teased Paul Heyman teased it earlier in the week. Uh, it's one of those things like, oh, I want to get to see Brock Lesnar because I paid for these tickets to this pay-per-view. And you did. And you got the cash in. The one German, the one F5, and he's Universal Champion again. This is now his third... Fourth reign? Third. Okay. Yeah. So we'll see... Where this goes, we actually are going to quickly talk about Raw on SmackDown. Hi, everyone. I'm Andrew. Hi, I'm Martin. This is the Argonauts Podcast. Each week, I'm going to try and solve an old defunct ARG, and Marn's going to tell me what I should have done instead. That's true. Marn, what ARGs have we covered so far? So far, we have covered Spectacular Organic Frog Fractions 2, Sexy Girl Max 2019, and This is My Milwaukee. And that
1: list is only going to continue to grow. Yep. Come check us out every other Thursday on the Orange Groves Network.
0: And you can find us at ArgonautsPod.com. There was some build up to SummerSlam. We know SummerSlam matches already. They're, yeah, they just like hit the ground running for SummerSlam. Yeah, uh, they didn't
1: do. They they only did commercial shilling for Raw Revi- Raw Reunion,
0: which is one hundred percent. Please watch her show. Like, yeah did you did you see that was a USA thing again? Really, they wanted them to do it. Yeah, that's that was a USA sh- suggestion from the network. Hmm. Uh, how,
1: what's the SummerSlam dates? Eleventh. It is the eleventh. You see, I think if SummerSlam was... Uh, like... Maybe just an extra week out, this is a good idea. But it's not. So we're taking up time they can use to build up to SummerSlam. And filling it with... The old folk song. They're gonna wheel out Hulk Hogan... Because yeah. Hulk Hogan's be like, "Have you forgot? Have you forgot the racist thing I did, brother? I'm, and so, then, I'm sorry, ev- New Day brothers." A- a- everyone in the arena is gonna be like, "Woo, Hogan!" But everyone at home is gonna be like, "What the fuck?" I actually uh, genuinely don't want this. Yeah, they're they're gonna wheel out Ted DiBiase, and he's gonna be like, "Guess what? <laughs> my I just bought my million dollar house for my son." <laughs> also, Jesus loves you because he's a pastor.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah. It just feels like Raw twenty five too. <laughs> I, I That's this they... coming Monday, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's this Monday.
0: Fuck, yeah, you know, coming Monday. I'm like excited I mean, I'm still... to see people I like, but I'm, it's also like this just takes away from building on cr- people I like who wrestle still. I, uh,
1: I'm all I. The only thing I want from it, and it's gonna be uh, a terrible waste of time if they don't, is uh, I need Stone Cold and KO to hit a stunner on Vince and Shane at the same time.
0: Yeah, if you, I agree. If you fuck that up somehow... And then share a beer.
1: I need Kevin Owens to share a beer with, yeah. with Stone Cold because there's probably a chance that Kevin Owens will break character and mark out over it.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's
1: what I want to happen.
0: The worst case scenario in that is they're sharing the beer and then Stone Cold stunners KO and goes like, that's for using my move, bitch. Like, or something like that on the mic. And, like. and
1: then he goes into the back and then you you look he he lines up, uh, the entire NXT roster and then all of the hot up and coming stars and stunners them one by one.
0: Yeah, yeah. Might as well just bury everybody if you're burying. And, KO. and then
1: and then Triple H comes comes by and as they're laying on the ground he
0: pedigrees each and every one of them. You joke, but this is literally what happened from like two thousand one to two thousand four. <laughs> the entirety of wrestling. Or a WWE anyway, <laughs> and then Triple H throws
1: money at all the black superstars. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Raw kicked off with Paul Heyman cutting a promo over who gets to be the number one contender over the you know the Universal title. It's going to be a battle royal at the end of the night. <sighs> Seth Rollins, Randy Orton, Big E, Cesaro, Braun Strowman, Rey Mysterio, Baron Corbett, Sami Zayn, Bobby Lashley, and the big dog, Roman Reigns. When I see this list, there's two matches out of these that I really
0: want, and one of them that I kind of want. Can you are, guess which ones? I'm guessing the one you. Who, the two you really want are. Hmm. I'm gonna say Biggie and Cesaro, and the one you kind of want are is uh is Bobby Lashley. Those are the three.
1: Sort of. The okay. ones I really
0: want are Bobby Lashley and Cesaro, because I
1: think they're both big guys. Uh, I think Brock versus Bobby Lashley needs to happen
0: before one of them retires. Mania, please, no belt on the line, just yeah, just like let them throw each other around have... like Bobby and Braun did.
1: Yeah, let let it be like. This would be something that, I, I don't know how you could do this in like a wrestling, but I think it'd be interesting because they both have the amateur wrestling background. They both kind of like came up around the same time. They're both similar age. I think if you just had them, like it starts off as a regular match and at some point they just announce that it's like a last man standing match or something because they have that amateur wrestling background and stuff like that. So they just, it's like a good technical match. I'm just pretending like uh, Brock Lesnar gives enough of a shit to do that. <laughs> and they have they have that and then it just goes into like uh, just a crazy brawl that'd be cool Cesaro Cesaro was a former Heyman guy Heyman said he is interested in that matchup even uh, and that'd be great and the one I kind of want is Randy Orton versus Brock Lesnar there's a market for that right there's Th- that's a- like that's a that'll rise ratings It'll put Orton into something that doesn't put him up against someone that just makes me irritated. I feel like they've let Orton do something a little bit more interesting because all the stuff I don't like about Randall Keith Orton is that he's giving given absolutely nothing, and they just coast off the fact that RKOs get a pop, which is not good. Nope, sure isn't. And it, 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 makes, it makes the character boring, uh... Moves, moves are cool, but it doesn't do anything for me. And then the rest of the people in this match, I don't, I, I absolutely don't want Seth Rollins back in it. I don't want a rematch. Nope. Ro- Roman Reigns. Really I mean, rematch. if, if really Roman Reigns just d- does what he did last year, that'd be funny. Uh, that, but no, if Braun Strowman's in there. I, uh I'll fall asleep mm-hmm. because Braun Strowman has shown that he can't beat Brock Lesnar. <laughs>
0: yeah i was i was oddly hoping for randy orton or biggie langston and biggie wow i just said biggie langston that's weird <laughs> um biggie is interesting to me because he again there's the amateur wrestling stuff the power lifting stuff similar bodies yeah it's just big guys throwing each other around like that's not bad and the prospect of you can do a build-up for biggie as like He'll be Universal Champion and Tag Team Champion. Kofi will be WWE Champion and Tag Team Champion. <laughs> then Xavier can go for the Intercontinental Champion or something. And uh, it's like...
1: If, if Xavier had a singles title, that would be the day.
0: <laughs> yeah, like that's, that's why that was so interesting to me. It's like, just put all the belts on New Day. And then everyone kind of goes like, you guys are annoying. And they're like, well, we're just good. <laughs> that's, I like that. But yeah, yeah, Randy Orton was probably my number one choice. And, um. Heyman said they're all Brock's bitches. Yeah. Uh. Ricochet joined the Usos in a match against Robert Roode and the Revival. The Usos and Ricochet are a good team up. Yeah, I think Bobby. I think Robert Roode, even though he has a beard again, versus the Revival is. Or uh, with the Revival is pretty good like these teams weirdly like have synergy right like that's
1: yeah because he's a good technical wrestler
0: yeah I think that was great yeah that's a win for but the match he felt phases. pretty throwaway
1: except for uh the club coming out
0: <laughs> and attacking uh ricochet <laughs> uh he didn't come out on top on that did he uh no he did not yeah, so they took his belt, and then while he was bouncing back and like, okay, I can, I'll live without the U.S. title, I'll be fine. They beat him down yeah. again for some reason. Two bad guys. That's the most interesting thing. Uh, the Usos and the Revive and the Revival
1: are probably locked together still, and Robert Roode gets to be on TV.
0: Hooray! Please don't leave. Is what that is. Um. Viking Raiders squash match, next. Waste of time. Uh, Cedric Uh, Alexander was being happy in the locker room with his friends. So Drew McIntyre walked in the locker room and was like, Hey, shut the fuck up. And Cedric Alexander was like, No, man. And I'm going to beat you. Let's go to to the ring later on tonight and I'm going to beat you. And uh, he did. (laughs) Cedric Alexander... B. Drew McIntyre, um, he reversed an Alabama slam into a, a pinning combination and got the pin on Drew McIntyre. That leads me to believe that this is going to be seen as like a oop, one, one-time one thing and now he's going to get claymored into a grave over the next couple weeks.
1: That's fun, but still exciting to see him... Uh... <laughs> I I just I just
0: wanted him to I just wanted to see him do the lumbar check on that fucking giant man.
2: Oh, me too.
0: That that, that, that twice his his size man that would have been hilarious. Um, all right, here's a big thing of the night: Finn Balor versus Samoa Joe. Both men lost their titles at Extreme Rules. Which one's going to come out on top? Uh, it's Samoa Joe. Yeah. He, he uh, beat him with a Sling Blade Coup de Gras combo because that's what Finn Balor does. Uh, or, no, Samojo. Actually, Samojo won with yeah. Coquina Clutch. Uh, I don't know how he won. It's yeah, <laughs> not super important, but Finn Balor was yeah. mad enough to attack Samojo afterward. Which was... It's very out of character for Finn Balor, so he's pretty frustrated after losing that title. Yeah. And then something happened as he stood over Samoa Joe, or at least tall in the ring. I think Joe had left. What What happened?
1: What was Riot this week? Uh, mm,
0: Somewhere in New York, I want to say. They were in Long Island. Yeah, Long Island, New
1: York, yeah. It's, Long Island's a highly populated area. They probably have like rolling blackouts and stuff, right? That's what happens in your area sometimes. There's like no electricity.
0: And uh, Saturday or Sunday night, there was a power outage in in Manhattan. So mm. maybe some power issues on that island.
1: That's what it was. It's weird that the power issues would cause uh, Finn Balor's music to slow down, like they're playing it on a turntable. Yeah. But maybe that's how they play everyone's entrances. They just have a guy whose job there is to throw the record on a turntable and drop the
0: needle? That would actually be kind of cool.
1: <laughs> i definitely want more vinyl of uh, entrance themes. Yeah. Um, and it it goes out, and as soon as, as the arena cuts out, I know what's going on. Mm-hmm. I jump up out of my seat, and some spotlights turn on, assuming they're... I assume there's some pretty big fireflies, and there's a spooky man there with a mask, and then all the fu- and then everyone in the crowd also knows who it is. So the fireflies come out, and it's Bray Wyatt. All
0: we just needed to do was let him in, and he's here now. Hit the Sister Abigail and poor little Balor, and then. uh Lights dimmed again, and we could hear him... We could hear his his horrific laugh throughout the arena. Bray Wyatt's here. You excited? Yes. How could you not be? Yeah. Finn Balor opponent for SummerSlam, you thinking?
1: Uh, I think Finn Balor's taking his vacation like right now.
0: I, I, I saw that it was after SummerSlam. Hmm. But... I've, honestly, either of these guys would probably work. He has had a problem with Finn Balor in the past, so yeah that that would that would be
1: where where I would go with it. Uh, he's got to take the demon demon I, out to
0: to beat him, but he can't. What I would do is probably triple threat, so Joe can take the pin. Because if you have Bray Wyatt pin Finn Balor immediately, you've killed the the comeback already people are going like oh fuck this I love Finn Balor fuck Bray Wyatt so yeah glad that he's back exciting Uh, Maria Canellis makes insecure men around the world uncomfortable (laughs) by yelling at Mike and oh this is i I liked this I, I <laughs> this like I like most of what's happening with me. This was probably the worst thing they've done. Paul Haven must just love these two <laughs> I think he does I think he does It's a bummer because like Mike Canellis is a good wrestler and he's being positioned as like a doofus who can't do anything. but I don't think I don't even think he actually is it's just that
1: his his wife is uh sabotaging him. She, yeah, like she's she's screaming at him and it, it's putting him on edge and he can't concentrate. Like it's it's really funny to see Zack Ryder in the ring and then uh and he's using Kurt Hawkins music. Yeah. <laughs> and uh Maria by like on the backstage she's like I've got a match right now. She's like no, I've got a match right now. You won't be able to win.
0: I can do better than you, and I'm pregnant. You
1: you can't fucking wrestle when you're pregnant. (laughs) Yeah,
0: so he, like, goes out and runs past her and then goes in the ring and immediately gets hit by a big move from from Zack Ryder and takes the loss in seconds. And Maria is validated and seems happier than anything and then talks about how... What did she say specifically to him? Something along the lines of like I shouldn't It was something real dark, like something like you I shouldn't let you see these kids or these are my kids, not yours or something like that. Like it was it was it was real dark. But positioning her as someone on the mic is a fucking fantastic idea. <laughs> it, just is probably ill-timed because she's gonna be gone for a while yeah in like six months she's just gonna be gone for like a year yeah I just don't like the super burial of Mike Kanellis I think that I think that kind of sucks but otherwise pretty good um Lucha House Party against the club it's fun yeah she <laughs> came out yeah. to help the, the Lucha House Party
1: yeah through line uh, for that story. And then it, the match reset, and uh, the club got to win. That's uh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they won because AJ Styles locked in
0: a mean calf crusher. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to see and Carl Anderson or drop Gallows it. get a pin. Some pretty main event stuff here, but uh, to determine the... Number one contender for the Raw Women's Title to face Becky Lynch at SummerSlam. There was a four-way match between Naomi, Natalia, Carmella, and of course Alexa Bliss. And pretty much any time Alexa Bliss was the focus, the crowd was booing and chanting "You suck" or "CM Punk" or something.
1: Yeah, it was any time Alexa was doing something. Uh, it was. It's
0: like it's also boring when she was doing stuff.
1: Yeah, it's not like. It's something that I think when you're doing a on on TV storytelling thing, it's not fun. It's funny, uh, like when I was at went to that house show last year. She faced Natalia, and she did a lot of like sneaking around the ring. Like, and Natalia'd be like, "Where'd she go? She's so small. I can't find her. Where she hid?" Yeah, it's funny. But, like, in this, the only time it got any sort of reaction out of me is when Natalia had the sharpshooter locked in, and then she just, like, climbed in. Yeah.
0: <laughs> to get yeah. the fin. That's funny. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime she was straight-up wrestling, it was sort of...
1: Mm, um, The, the match just had me grumpy because I just assumed. Yeah, yeah. Me Especially too. Especially because uh, Carmella was the first out because of her for a quick roll up. Natalia pinned Naomi to get Naomi out. Was uh, I was like, oh no, Alexa Bliss is gonna do something because Natalia's all tired. But Natalia locked Alexa Bliss into a sharpshooter, and Natalia is going into Summerslam to face. Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch was ringside watching because they had to get the pop from playing her music. Yeah, And then uh, Natalia kind of turned heel cutting a promo on Becky by saying she's probably not a good lover Ooh. <laughs> she also call- why she's a bad champ. Ooh. She also <laughs> called her hair
0: uh, that orange greasy mop on your head. I'm going to snatch that off at SummerSlam <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's mean. I I just, I love the, the, the thought process of
1: Oh, Becky Lynch can't fuck good, so she's bad at being the champ? <laughs>
0: hey, that lover, might... Lover
1: Lover is, like, an ambiguous term, but they're trying to go for the new edgy bra, so I'm gonna take it as edgy as, as it can as, get. Yeah,
0: and also, um... There was... Someone tweeted the Night of Extreme Rules, like, um... There was something like, uh, you should have... You should have left... Seth, there you should have should have fucked him and then she replied to that like she it was like you should have fucked him last night she was like i did and i was like okay (laughs) all right just make it fucking tv 14 stop walking on these (laughs) eggshells tv 14 would drive ratings up yeah (laughs) it would add like a million people at least for the first month probably it it would be a
1: good gradual build up and then i think it i don't think it drop off i think people would just be amazed like
0: K- K- kevin owen said ass yeah he said asshole kevin owen stared at the the butt there was a butt and kevin owen stared at it <laughs> and then the, the 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 butt did a wrestling move and then he was like damn i like her and then you know We're just in 1999 again. Women's Revolution, right? I would be cool with TV14 if it was done right.
1: Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, uh,
0: people can do it right. Yeah, I think, I think, I think AEW probably has it right, right now, but they haven't been on TV yet, I'll... I'll save complete judgment for like two months into the show. Uh, but yeah, pretty cool for Natalia to be in the Raw Women's title picture at home in Canada. <laughs> That's pretty cool. She's going to have a championship match in her home country. You got me thinking how cool and international WWE is. That's like Ireland versus Canada. Oh, yeah. That's pretty cool. That's going to be big pop. Yeah. Um, there's an episode of Miz TV with Dolph Ziggler where Dolph Ziggler was like, Hey, you're my friend and now you're a bitch and you're just a company yes man and uh, you're as soft as your wife or something like that. And then the Miz started beating the shit out of Dolph Ziggler and Dolph (laughs) Ziggler rolled out and left and that was it. So if we're getting an undercard thing between Dolph Ziggler and the Miz that feels pretty tacked on and hopefully doesn't take up a pay-per-view slot. <laughs> I think they could put on a good sh-
1: good good showing if they could build it up. These both men who can who can talk real good and yes. who can wrestle pretty good.
0: Yes. I just don't have a lot of faith for it to go beyond this and then like a match next week on SmackDown and then like a match the week after and then a, a like two minute match at SummerSlam or something.
1: Now, what about uh the most important, most prestigious title, the most the most engrossing feud we have
0: in the WWE right now? Our Truth and Drake Maverick for the Seven Eleven um, European Hardcore Forty Eight Nine Extreme Title yeah i got that i think i got that right yeah uh yeah so earlier in the show drake maverick and his wife were checking out to a hotel to consummate their marriage this has been an ongoing plot point is they has not consummated his marriage with his wife (laughs) so um he like gave the guy at the desk like a hundred or something to not tell anyone where they were or some shit like that And then after they left our truth was like Tell me where Hornswoggle is And this is all (laughs) yours Unrolling a fucking crumpled up One dollar (laughs) bill So At the end of the night We got um, Drake Maverick Wearing only his United States Or excuse me 24-7 title In the hotel room Rose petals on the bed Champagne Candles asking his wife like hey i'm i'm ready how you doing and then he's like there's some weird like erection like joke where they're both like laying on the bed drinking the champagne and she goes to check the door and it's more champagne or some shit on a big cart and he's sitting there going like come on come on stay stay where you're at stay where you're like looking at his crotch which is like this is fucking tv 14 (laughs) just slap it on there and in what is probably my favorite comedy moment in the last two years of watching wrestling the 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 room service guy, Drake Maverick double takes that and he's like, Hey, you're not room service, I know you, as he's taking off his like bellhop jacket and to reveal a WWE referee shirt. That is absolutely hilarious. Yeah, that was so damn at funny. At first,
1: I just thought it was gonna be our truth was the room service, but it was no. He's gonna be under the cart, and they they did have like our truth like pop out like hiding. Yeah, we could see he's there, but they didn't notice.
0: <laughs> it's really funny. I'm glad the twenty four seven title exists. Thank you, USA Network. I just wish it was prettier that's all <laughs> design's looking better the more we have to look at it <laughs> yeah yeah the co- the color scheme has grown on me I think it's because it's Packer's colors that's probably why I like it and then we got the battle royal to determine uh, the number one contender for the universal title at SummerSlam now'd uh, uh, you feel about this?
1: Uh, why are they giving us the same match? I saw how they? That's all they know as to do. WrestleMania.
0: Sometimes. I don't know. I don't know. They teased the Orton thing because Rollins last eliminated Randy Orton, but yeah. I think the battle royal itself was pretty good. I think the outcome makes it not desirable.
1: As soon as Rollins dumped Orton, I was just like, why did we do that? Like, Yeah, exactly. Why not just put Rollins in a match against, like, Roman? It's Rollins versus Roman. It's like the, the t- two people who have taken the Universal title off of Brock Lesnar. That's who, how we're deciding who gets me number one contender. And we get that, oh no, my bro, my brother. Oh, we're bros. Bro, bro, bro. Brother, bro.
0: I think a... And I think then, a b- a better Rollins way to do like, it is just...
1: Yeah, like, qualifying matches. Like, yeah. Well, lunch. qualifying matches require build-up, and they don't like doing that. Yeah, do I've given up on thinking, oh, what you do, what they should do, is have this person just, like, win in some cool matches before. Or They, they have qualifying matches. They do a tournament to determine the number one contender. But someone at WWE just... Something goes off in the brain is like, we gotta decide right now, so we can be excited four weeks out, and yeah. then they they struggle to have promos up until then. Like, yeah, it's just h- not here's a th- good system. I I understand it'd be formulaic, and you could mix it up, but like how I would stable the shows is you try and have the pay per views at like the same same time every month, so you have a build up, and then you have qualifying matches, and then like the week. The broadcast before the pay-per-view, or like the week before the week before the pay-per-view, you have you have them do a promo show showdown, and then the week after that, if there's another week, you have like one of them just wrestling in a match, just be like the the trying to gain momentum, or the uh he's just looking to show off how good he is before it, and then they have a confrontation, either during the match or after. But instead, it's We just have weird confrontations and
0: not great promo segments for a month. Yep. I think I would have just done like, okay, Randy Orton versus Sami Zayn, or Randy Orton versus Roman Reigns, and then Seth Rollins versus Sami Zayn, and then, you know, winner of those two's face each other, and then Randy Orton like cheats to beat Roman or something, like low blow while the ref is looking away or something like that just you know just anything to get to where it makes sense that he cheats yeah and then you can do randy orton versus seth rollins and then i would have honestly like i think there's a better market for randy orton versus brock lesnar than um than seth rollins rematch and i think wasn't there something i think maybe you told me something about like at one point, they wanted Randy Orton to end the streak of Undertaker, and he didn't.
1: Think, yeah, he declined.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think Devontae was telling me this recently. He declined because he respected Undertaker too much, mm-hmm. and I could totally see him being like, "Well, I respect Brock too much," which, uh, like, I don't know if that's I don't know if that exactly makes sense because they came in around the same time, right?
1: Well, uh, Orton did like let
0: Brock bust his fucking head open
1: with el- with elbows and then Chris Jericho didn't realize it was intentional that was that incident oh yeah well, like, okay. Chris Jericho was about to like actually shoot fight Brock in the back because Brock yeah. busted open el- Orton with those elbows cause which- no
0: one kept Jericho in the know which is always a bad idea
1: yeah <laughs> for something like that especially with, with someone like him who uh, is confrontational
0: yeah, Jericho's very passionate is not afraid to get in your fucking face and tell you that he's mad uh yeah I think I think Orton versus Lesnar would have just been more interesting like that's an old school matchup that both these guys still have like they still have something in the tank and they're still marketable and likable enough by some people where that would be you know, if that's the buildup, that can drive ratings in a way. It's like, oh shit, Randy Orton's gonna face Brock Lesnar for this new belt. That's awesome. I should, I'll watch Raw or and SmackDown, and then get a network subscription for SummerSlam. You can get a couple thousand people doing that, a couple ten thousand people doing that, maybe. But yeah, it's just gonna do the same match we've been getting. Rollins versus Lesnar is Nakamura versus Styles of twenty nineteen. You want to
1: talk about SmackDown instead?
0: Hell yeah. Um, Smackdown was... I I just like Smackdown better. Everyone knows my (laughs) bias by now. So Shane McMahon held a town hall meeting to hear superstars out because he's quote hearing all the complaints about his position in the company right now. There was video before this segment played of him sending uh, Kevin Owens out of the building with security and mocking him by saying au revoir in French and you know, just being a dick uh, so every, all the superstars are standing on the stage you got two mics set up and um, he's kind of going like hey uh, dude, you've got problems tell me so first person to come out and say something was Roman Reigns and um, he said like look nobody respects you you suck big and, pop yeah big yeah and then he he left he was like i don't care about this cuz the big dog doesn't fucking care he's a big dog he's literally the big dog from the t-shirts but a person <laughs> um then charlotte flair took the mic and was like hey you're actually doing a really good job and i don't know what they're talking about i always get the opportunities i deserve and everyone's like yeah yeah uh. that's
1: why this fucking segment sucks uh charlotte i'm fine with her cuz she's a heel and she has there's more of like a thing for her to be like yeah always been great to my family haha ha. that 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 works because there's like a little bit more to it but buddy murphy being like you know i think Th- i think you're doing a good job
0: here yeah like, that's no. that's that's stupid that's stupid that was dumb. Just because
1: he's a heel doesn't mean they're on the same team
0: he doesn't even have to be a heel he could have he could have you could have had buddy murphy walk to the mic and been like i don't give a shit just give me matches like
1: yeah
0: that's all that should have happened. It's like, I don't and care so like, how this so happens or how you he, operate your business. Just, I want to fucking so, wrestle.
1: Someone on Reddit or Twitter could be like, oh, he's just a face now that he's on SmackDown? Like, no one on SmackDown probably paid attention to fucking 205 Live tapings.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He And and you could... It would make more sense to transition him from 205 Live as a heel to SmackDown as just kind of like, a, I don't... I'm that that's sort of like Neville, right? Like Neville wasn't a heel against uh the real one. Mm. but he was still mean and like had had tough faces on all the time, right? Yeah. So like that's that would have made more sense. I did like Liv Morgan being like, Hey shut the shut up, Charlotte. Fuck you, you're fake. Well, we we got
1: a we got a Liv Morgan face turn tonight. Yeah,
0: yeah, that we was did.
1: Live, Live Liv Morgan brought it out like, uh, rest women like Charlotte are why the rest of the women don't
0: get opportunities. Yeah, yeah, and it was that got like a cheer from me, like, like a like a genuine like kind of low volume cheer from the crowd, which was like, yes, y- you guys. I don't think you realize you only booked three women for like 16 months uh, who else was there Andrade and Zelina being like hey and it was Apollo Crews going like yeah this kind of sucks and Andrade yeah. and Zelina being like well you're a bitch and we're going to beat you up <laughs> and then the new day being the new day um, Elias trying to suck up I was. <laughs> hello I am Elias Then as everyone left, Cesaro walked down the ramp and was like, hey, can I get a rematch against Aleister Black? And Shane was like, yeah, sure. Then Owens appeared out of nowhere and hit a stunner on Shane and (laughs) ran away.
1: (laughs) To make the segment worth it.
0: Yeah, yeah. So then we started with Aleister Black versus Cesaro, which was more of the same from the night before, ended the same way... But uh, I feel like Cesaro was a little more uh, in control of this match, and then kind of blew it. Definitely make this a, like a sort of undercard series for a while. Like this is something they should do for sure, or continue to do. <laughs> I think this is good.
1: Do a best of, Do a best of series until the end of time.
0: Yeah. Uh. Child Flair wrestled Liv Morgan in what the universe could determine as the most lopsided match in the history. It's like when you use the, it's like when you use the the best of in Madden that has like the best, highest rated players from every generation against like a a, a European football league team in like Madden yeah. two thousand three. That that's what
1: that's definitely that's what I would always do is uh, I'd make what I do is you'd make a custom team. And you could choose like the the skill level of the uh, auto generated players. And, they, and there's one that was just like they were all 99 all mad and everything. And everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's and just do yeah. that against like the European League teams. Yeah, the
0: the uh, the uh, Frankfurt Dragons or whatever the fuck they were called. That's what Liv Morgan is. But despite this joke, I have to say, this week on the mic and in the ring, she was very good. Yeah, al- I think al- almost who- justifying all my, like, where is she at for the last six months. It's, and
1: I think she is going to have her own character change and push. Because she lost pretty quickly, and then she went on a, she went on the mic saying she's, there's going to be a change. And I think next week we're going to see a completely
0: different Liv Morgan. I, yeah, I... I think the the Harley Quinn stuff is probably going to go away a little bit. She's going to have new music. Probably new some sort of new attire. I think she's probably going to be more closer to her regular self. Y- yeah. She'll probably keep the name. Yeah. She'll probably keep the bombastic hair, which is good because, like... I mean, if you have, like brightly colored hair it's proven in WWE you just do better they just like you more well Asuka's kind of escapes that but yeah she ripped Corey Graves uh, mic off his head and said like Charlotte was right I'm not serious enough but I'll show you guys and I was just like oh my god thank you (laughs) it's actually going to be another Cause she's like, did you see the like step up insecurity she did on Charlotte Show? It's like f- six feet tall, and she like got her body yeah. all the way up there with no assistance at all. Like, she's a fucking good wrestler, and through the previous like the opening segment and then taking Corey's mic off of his head, she presentation wise is good on the mic and believable when she speaks. So. Thank god. It's about time we get another serious contender in the women's division. It's been like 2 years. <laughs> I I hope it's uh,
1: I hope we get something good out of it. A small detail I noticed when she came out is the Titan said Liv Morgan when Sarah Logan came out, her, the Titan Tron just said Riot Squad. E,
0: which definitely means they have more in store for Liv Morgan and they don't even know what to do with Sarah Logan at all. Put, put, I, the I, Viking mm-hmm. Raiders. That's, that's, that's what you should do. She, she, she's
1: married to one of them. They had a traditional Viking wedding. She wears gear like they do. They they retooled her after uh, the wedding from the weird like deep bayou south to just being a Viking. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Remember Lime Game? Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> lime Game? Yeah! You ever hunt Lime Game? Alright, let's... Uh, hey, as the the women's division stuff continues, uh, Ember Moon is going to face Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville with a mystery partner. Jerry, who's that mystery partner? Oh, it's Bailey. That got me real excited. I liked uh,
1: Ember Moon's Fallout gear she was wearing.
0: Yeah, that's and really then cool.
1: when she said her partner, I was like racking my brain trying to think of who it could be. Who the hell could her partner be? And Bailey was not on that list. D- Bailey definitely wasn't on that list.
0: Uh, I,
1: what ba- ba- what what this does for the feud is the the nerd confronts the popular, the popular girl and the, her jock friend, and you're like oh no who who could defend her she doesn't have any nerd friends and then
0: uh the girl in class who spends all of her time volunteering comes out the the, cl- <laughs> the class president who's nice to everyone even the shitty people yeah comes to her aid
1: <laughs> yeah and I, it didn't even last long because the fucking champ, who just won a handicap match, just helps her clean house. Yep. <laughs> and and then they drop what we've what we've been wanting, which is um. Oh, oh yeah. So ba- Bailey gets interviewed. She's like, who who do you want to face next after you just completely destroyed Alexa Bliss? She goes, I want someone who, if they beat me. They'd be dedicated to the champion. They'd be a good champion. They'd be great. And then the camera just shows Ember Moon,
0: And then she just kind of looks at and is like, so what do you think?
1: <laughs> and then Ember's like, oh my god, it's me. I,
0: yeah, I feel like they did not tell her that she was going to be the SummerSlam opponent. <laughs> and she just learned through that. That would be good. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's definitely how that felt to me because her reaction felt very very real. After that, after uh, we set up the SmackDown Women's Championship match, uh, The New Day came out to celebrate everyone in The New Day having a belt. Then a bunch of people came out to challenge Kofi Kingston for the WWE title and Road Dog somewhere just salivating as... Three men stand in the ring and three men stand on the stage. He's gonna get his wish, Jory. He's gonna get that six-man tag match. <laughs> Even
1: though he doesn't, he doesn't do much on, for the company anymore. Well, I think he's on vacation. <laughs> oh, okay. He's but, watching from a beach in the Bahamas. <laughs> where? <laughs> Daniel Bryan was supposed to have an announcement. Uh, but he just, he never did it.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, that's right, I completely forgot about that. He looked that. like teary-eyed when he was going to do it too, which was like scary. E- yeah. I read during the show on Reddit that it's not like an injury or retirement thing. I, there was like a thing they showed during this where he was like pissed and going like, I was going to save the tag division. I was going to make it prestigious again. It's like, I don't really know what is happening with Daniel Bryan at all we didn't learn during the show so maybe there's like a super heel turn coming <laughs> which is a good thing they should absolutely change his thing because making a heels thing like hey you should care about the environment and stop letting big corporations ruin the planet and your life is really fucking stupid
1: yeah <laughs> that's that's a good guy thing <laughs> Also, I do like uh that Kofi said that just these three African American men all have the goal
0: They, she said it <laughs> the yeah. black men are running the place hell yeah he <laughs> it definitely was a like okay, is it cool if I say this and someone went eh, say and say African American he was like well, if that's <laughs> that's what gets me to say it I guess whatever
1: Samojo, <laughs> Elias and orton all want title opportunities and they're like. No, but we'll have a tag match, and then Orton was gonna leave, but Kofi's like, "Oh,
0: I guess you're all limp now, huh?" Implying his penis, and that was enough to get him to join this six-man tag match, which ended in him RKOing the champ.
1: <laughs> yeah, and uh, getting a clean pin over the champ with an RKO, which this could be the best payoff for long term storytelling that WWE has ever had. RKO versus Trouble in Paradise? Um what a lot of people attribute Kofi Kingston's just uh <gasps> skimming oh. by is how in his like first big close to main event singles push where he like destroyed the Orton car and he boom dropped Orton through a table at Madison Square Garden. Yeah. He, was, uh, he Orton was being a big old baby bitch, and uh, there's there's no way anyone can make me like not be understanding. Is Kofi was supposed to set up for a punt kick, or Orton wanted him to set up for a punt kick, and Kofi just kept setting up for RKO's, and in the middle of the ring, he just kept calling him stupid and hit him with the RKO. And they think that Orton just going on a tirade backstage, kind of like cool off Kofi hitting the main event scene yeah
0: because this guy who is just new to wrestling and he's like around the mid-card u.s champion tag team champion ic champion and then like a guy from a prestigious wrestling family who was the youngest wwe champion ever is just like he's a fucking idiot he's worthless you know whatever bullshit he was saying everyone takes notice especially with like the way we know Randy Orton treated writers back then. So, like, if you continue to go, like, yeah, we're going to continue the, the Kofi push, you have to deal with this guy, like, essentially sexually harassing you or worse. So, uh, yeah. That's. It's a. I think y- y- you are 100% right. It's a long term storytelling. If Kofi says. If he. If he pins him at SummerSlam. And says you're stupid as his as the new day music plays and holds the belt above Orton, laying there. That's like w- we are in we are in the best timeline, right? I, like, I think I
1: think this feud is the one where it's it's the most important victory of the ones they have set up. Which something about like jewelry, you just keep saying that, but <laughs> um, it's it's where uh we got like with with kevin owens it was uh it was just kind of like uh throw him into one real quick kevin owens is back kevin owens took a spot they gotta settle this still He's like cool that works at stomping grounds it's someone he, he faces dolph ziggler uh we're gonna ignore blood money and it's that uh Dolph Ziggler was gone from the company for a little bit, and he believes he missed out on an opportunity that he deserved. And Dolph Ziggler has some points, but he's going about it wrong. Dolph Ziggler is also a workhorse for the company, just like Kofi Kingston. He's been there for a long time. He's also yeah. had world title runs, so eh, but that also kind of ties into it. So he's taking down someone who feels they were slided by his run. Him beating Samoa Joe, even though it wasn't a very monumentous match, he's taking down a big, big tough man giant. Him he going beats after me. Randy Orton is like, even if you don't know about backstage stuff and like that specific moment, Randy Orton is taking down Randy Orton is, is just a few rungs below taking down John Cena. Like, yeah, he, yeah. He is a big name in the company. He's up there in world title reigns. He's 13 time world champion. That is huge. The only people who he's behind is Ric Flair, Triple H and Cena. Yeah. It,
0: so. Just about the most prestigious person they could have got without bringing someone out of retirement.
1: Yeah. And <laughs> it's it's something that if Randy Orton wins, I, I guess kind of cool. He had it semi-recently. He lost it to gender. I think that's enough of a reason to show that he cannot handle having the title.
0: That's... That's just inc- incompetent booking. <laughs> that's just trying to go like, see, this guy's the legend killer, and gender beat him. And it's like, yeah, we get it, Vince. You're trying to sell the Indian market. Like we know. Like, it's that's just a bad decision. But but like, there's not the there's not a right person to take it off of Randy Orton because of who he is.
1: Yeah, it's this is uh, there, there's a certain like where both because I I like him and I like the rain but I think they can do a lot with it and I think it'd be important if they gave him a long run like AJ Styles or CM Punk not just because of what his run represents as like a social thing as when it comes to representation things like that when it comes to like a good message for kids kids are still the target for this product right yeah you work hard enough, eventually it pays off. Of course, wrestling is scripted and uh, opportunities can just be handed to you within wrestling. But also, this is proof that you work hard enough and things pay off both in storytelling and like behind the scenes. Because he's done it for so long and at a certain point, like because he was doing that, the fans rallied behind him and they were understanding of it. Uh, fans rallying behind Finn Balor... Does, uh, doesn't impress Vince McMahon Because Finn Balor hasn't been wrestling for WWE Nearly as long Yeah So Vince is like who gives a shit But it's it's different And I, I think <laughs> We we can just have him And one and he finally does lose it It can be a big deal uh, The only thing I don't want to happen That they'd probably want to do if he goes on long enough Is a dissolution of the New Day That, that shouldn't happen
0: yeah, I think he should just lose it at like a one of the big four pay per views to like Mustafa Ali or someone, or lose or, lose it at the Rumble and then enter the Rumble so he can be a two time <laughs> WWE champion. That's fine with me too, but I think he should drop it to someone that is up and coming, Ricochet, yeah. Buddy Murphy, someone Mustafa Ali, it. yeah, someone like that. Ollie would be a good person
1: to drop to because he was a fill in for Ollie, and yeah. He could be like. Uh, like as it, and you do a face versus face match, so you can have that nice, uh... like pat on the back of, hey man, I'm yeah, sorry, Kofi loses. Not, it's, stands if Kofi up, and loses, his hand. He's just like, hey man, sorry about that, and then he hands it to him.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. I don't think you have to have. If there's one heel that takes it off of him, it's Andrade, like otherwise I don't think it was ended well but yeah I didn't even realize the history that Orton and Kofi have and that makes this way more exciting and despite like who he is and you know what we know about him I still think there's some excitement around Randall Orton I think I just like wrestlers from the early 2000s now (laughs) I think I'm just from rewatching older Raw's and Smackdown's I'm just like damn that was cool Definitely not enough to be like, yeah, Brock Cashing is a good idea, but enough to be like, Randy Warden's fun to watch. He is
1: fun to watch. <laughs> I, I regularly uh, think about him uh, RKOing his girlfriend. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that's a good.
0: That's a good moment. <laughs> uh. The rest of SmackDown wasn't super great after that.
1: Yeah. Uh, Uh, This is
0: something we can speed through.
1: Uh, Kabuki Warriors finally got their matchup against the Iconics because they beat them in Japan. Because fucking of course they did. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, isn't it nice that the Kabuki Warriors have a t-shirt despite not being on TV? Yeah,
0: that's just how that system works, you know. If... People will buy. There are some people who buy every new WWE T-shirt that comes out. They don't even care. They just yeah, 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 yeah. Give it to me. I like this product enough. Um,
1: so they they have a tag match and there's gonna be. I mean, it's it, it sucks that we're gonna have to wait, but <laughs> at least this is like good heel work and good like there's they have a through line going. Uh, <laughs> Asuka and Kyrie just fucking are obliterating them, and eventually the action goes <laughs> into the side of the ring, like uh, on ringside, and then uh, it's going to be a count-out, and then uh, Peyton Royce stops Bill Kay from jumping back to the ring, and she's like, oh shit, yeah, you're right, and they get a
0: count-out, so they lose, but they don't lose the titles. <laughs> yeah. Very smart. This is the kind of stuff I want from the Iconics. This is something that
1: I <laughs> need to see more.
0: Yeah. Absolutely, it's the kind of stuff we should be seeing more. Uh, but I guess that's just kind of what happens when your tag team division plans are derailed twice. No Trish and Lita, and then no Bellas. Yeah. At least it's starting back up. I think this is... Gonna, I would like they're going to s- gonna be on the SummerSlam card, which has haven't been on a pay-per-view since WrestleMania. That's great. Yeah, that is... <laughs> I think you should. You could, like I said, Nikki Cross, Alexa Bliss, insert them in there. Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose, insert them in there. Stop teasing the. They're they're breaking up. Blah blah. They walk to the ring with like <laughs> There's Sonya more Deville of like each time. Yeah, Sonya Deville's like doing the weird high school boyfriend hugging her his girlfriend from behind thing on Mandy Rose. It's like, look, dude, <laughs> you're not breaking them up. Knock it off. Let them do something other than job. They've both proven that they're solid as hell in the ring. I think they're yeah. both great in the ring. Let them let them do something. I think it will be post-iconics because you probably there's probably like a thought like, iconics are great in sports entertainment, right? Like they're good on the mic, but is it really a good idea to just put them in a one on one match against Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose like for like a wrestling showcase? Pro- probably not, but. Is it good to put Sonya DeVille and Mandy Rose against Oscar and Kyrie Sane in a wrestling showcase? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Hell yes. <laughs> I'm I'm happy to see more women's tag titles. I think that's Hopefully uh, they win those and then we see something with the tag titles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hopefully not Alexa un- Bliss immediately. But I think that's <laughs> yeah. gonna happen before WrestleMania. Uh Apollo Crews got to beat Andrade. Yeah, it was just a little sneak roll up and Zelina Vega was pissed and that was it. This is this is a good feud. Just these both these boys can wrestle. Yep. Keep doing that. Uh and then Kevin Owens faced Dolph Ziggler.
1: Yeah, backstage they've been uh they got him there, and he's like, go, go go get a match and Kevin Owens came out looking a little uh uncomfortable.
0: He's like, I don't wanna do this. I don't wanna have the match. Oh, yeah, because they but, made the match, and then we're just like, he'll show up, he's Kevin Owens. Yeah. And it just... uh, <laughs> Dolph Ziggler was
1: doing pretty good until a bunch of heels came out, and then uh <laughs> Owens hit a stunner, and then uh <laughs> he was going to
0: win, Shane pulls him
1: out, then he hits Shane with a stunner, and then all the heels chase him
0: out of the arena. Yeah, then he runs away. <laughs> And then McIntyre came out to help uh, Shane McMahon, while Ziggler just, while his ex-boyfriend Ziggler just laid in the ring dead. <laughs> yeah,
1: so. I, I think uh, they're gonna face face off at SummerSlam, and Kevin Owens is gonna destroy him, which is both a good end for uh, Shane McMahon and a good good way to kick off uh, his um, <coughs> KO's face run because we know. We know he hates Shane McMahon. Yeah. And we know Shane McMahon definitely has something against Kevin Owens. And this is what it is, is we're getting to see how it portrayed, how it actually was.
0: Is Shane, Shane mm-hmm. McMahon is an overbearing dickhead, and Kevin Owens is in the right. Not in some weird-ass Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are bad guys way.
1: Hey, treat us right. No. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. I think, I think they'll do Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they'll do that there, and it's f- in Canada, so Kevin Owens will like
1: get a massive ovation, even though he's from Quebec and not Toronto. Toronto, it's yeah, still on Canada.
0: Ontario. Yeah, make it a fucking cage match. They're definitely positioning their Canadians on that card, right? Like, yeah, they, they, it's very, it's very well done. Do a. Uh, Do something with Sami Zayn as well, even if it's just like a pre-show match or something. Let Sami Zayn and KO still be friends, though. Even though Sami's a heel. Do a do a fucking hell in a cell, where it's Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus Drew McIntyre, Dolph Ziggler, Shane McMahon. Ooh yeah, I don't know. I'm just booking. Uh yeah ember moon versus Bailey's is gonna be good but i guess the most disappointing thing so far it's just seth rollins and brock lesnar again yep that's pretty lame hopefully by then we'll know what Daniel bryan's been doing as well <laughs> me too oh yeah and madison square garden shows september uh wh- what is it 9th S- like and 10th 9th and 10th yeah we're on smackdown in madison square garden that's well those are gonna be big huh it's gonna be big it's the- the mecca of sports and sports entertainment and entertainment. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Maybe some big stuff's going to happen on those shows. I think it would be a waste to have shows in Madison Square Garden and not do something big. This will be pre-Fox for SmackDown, so maybe if they're planning something big, they'll be waiting a couple weeks. But I... Massive Square Garden doesn't have, like, retractable bleachers for them. So, I don't know if you've ever seen, like, they don't have the massive Titan Drawn. They just come out of a tunnel. That's cool. It's it's super cool. It looks kind of like the Diamondback Stadium for Royal Rumble, but not, like, shitty. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, it's the the little, like, the, the, the essentially ramp they walk out of is, like, because the way seating works, it's maybe, like... Five feet wide, so people are you know like slapping Cena on the back and people running out with their hands up high five. It's really cool. Madison Square Garden's awesome. They should have the Rumble at MSG. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. They to- they definitely should. I just think Vince McMahon gets weird about the garden because like that's a family thing, sort of, right? Like yeah. his dad always booked and and did the. I think WWWF was just in the garden for a time. Mm. Yeah uh so like when ring of honor tried to do, i think it was ring of honor tried to do that garden show they like w- wwe was like no no we're booking it for that time and then then it just canceled it so so ring of honor couldn't use it and it's like what the hell but <laughs> regardless garden show's going to be cool i'm excited to see 205 live in the garden <laughs> that's going to be cool yeah. uh so that's it for this week triple mania is tomorrow (laughs) or that that is uh triple a uh wrestling's wrestlemania the uh mexican promotion yeah oh okay yeah and um i i'm not sure if it's a two night thing but i think i think uh tessa brian cage cody mjf and someone else are on it tonight, and I know Kenny is on it tomorrow night, so. Oh. I think they're doing tonight for free on Twitch, so. I'm gonna check that out, maybe talk about some of that. But. Jory. Hmm. People like content where can they get more content you have made
1: uh, you can find me on twitter.com at, at no I'm jory where you can see all my tweets about stuff I'm doing stuff I've done or stuff I'm just tweeting about sometimes bad jokes sometimes funny jokes sometimes uh nonsense
0: like, like today, nonsense. I tweeted
1: about how uh, funny it is that someone at Amazon can see I subscribed to uh, toothpaste and deodorant because it's like, hey, get this for way cheaper if you get a subscription. I was like, I- I'll get a subscription for toothpaste and deodorant. And it's funny to me that in the year 2019, you can subscribe to toothpaste and deodorant. If
0: I was that person, I would probably at first be like, huh. And then I'd be more happy thinking, like, this man goes to things, and his breath doesn't smell, and he doesn't smell. It, like it that, makes
1: it just made me think of the Hannibal burst bit, where it's like, you can't buy toilet paper in bulk, because people looking aren't thinking, oh, he's stocking up.
0: They're thinking, oh, that man shits a lot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that's probably true, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that person's probably not thinking, like, oh, that guy's hygienic. They're thinking, like, damn, he smells, like... uh i do
1: another podcast called we are watching one piece where i watch one piece to talk about with a friend who is basically caught up uh should be a new episode coming out here soon and there's a patreon for that where there's some movie commentary and you usually get episodes a little bit early with those but uh that's just the same as the twitter which is we are watching op uh so you can I'll let you go first and then I'll do the the rest
0: alright you can follow me on twitter at cam hambone where I tweet about wrestling and video games and I tweet very uh, hyperbolic things when Brock Lesnar cashes in and becomes universal champion (laughs) Uh, and sometime in the next couple months I might be on another show that I can plug here. Sweet. Hell yeah. If you like video games and entertainment and don't just like hearing them hackneyed into wrestling talk, this might be the thing for you.
1: Yeah. If you, uh... If you like... Kind of stuff we've got going on here. You can also find all sorts of other podcasts right here on the Orange Brothers Network, where uh, we have the shows about Guitar Hero, the shows about ARGs, a uh, fucking Bed Bath and Bionicle. Sw- recently transitioned to Bed Bath and Beyblade, but now I'm finding out that uh, there's there's so much going on where we think think riley has been replaced by someone and that riley has never called to talk about Beyblades, joe and then today's episode is bed bath of batman so i don't know what's Ooh. going on it's very scary i just oh. looked at the orange groves discord and saw a bed bath of biotical spoilers channel i was like what 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 <laughs> so oh i need to catch up on this uh, looks like the channel's gone now. I think they hit kind of like, uh, they hit a wall in the story that's going on, but it is, it is, uh, something, uh, uh, there's, there's just all sorts of other great shows on there. I really like Summer Twilight Book Club, which is, Ooh. uh, two people with social work degrees analyzing, uh, some really horny books for teenage girls. <laughs> and it's... Mm. It's really nice to hear analysis of Twilight that's not coming from an angry teenage boy. That's, Vampires that's, are gay. Vampires are yeah, sparkly and gay, so it's not cool.
0: That's a show that very much so interests me because I've never heard anything other than, like, Twilight's dumb. Twilight's <laughs> just for idiots. Robert, Even now, with Robert Pattinson playing uh, Bruce Wayne in Justice League reboot number 900... It's it's just like oh I don't like it. He's never impressed me with his acting in those dumb movies. It's like well I don't know anything about these things so I shouldn't really comment. But
1: <laughs> oh man. Also, uh, podcasts are dead. So uh, we're we're signing off because podcasts are a dying medium.
0: Are they? Oh, I'll
1: uh, I'll send you. I'll, I'll tell you about it off-air. I'm just going to let everyone uh, dwell on the fact that, a, according to the New York Times, the podcast is, is a dying medium. Oh. Is it just because there's a
0: lot of them? Kind of. <laughs> there sure are. You know <laughs> you know who's been on podcasts
1: before? <laughs>
0: Uh, who? I don't know.
1: (laughs) It's CM Punk.
0: Oh, fuck me. Jory, have you ever watched the anime called One Piece?
1: Yeah, Joe. I watch it for a podcast that we do. B- what You know, we are watching One Piece. I started watching it so you could rewatch it, and then we talk about it sometimes. I-I have, I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, we don't do it super frequently. Once a month, the best. Did, did you forget? We analyze the story and discuss the show's themes, characters, compare it to other media, and how it provides an allegory for real-life politics and events. I I must have forgotten what where can I listen to remind myself? You can listen at the Orange Groves Podcast Network or search for We Are Watching One Piece in your favorite podcast app. What's a podcast?